Hey guys, back with part two, obviously a continuation of part one. Uh, we talk a little bit about Michael Saylor in this one and governments and kind of how are they going to uh, react to crypto? Are they going to get involved? Are they going to embrace it? Are they going to fight it? What are they going to do? Um, also, there's going to be a part three that's pretty long after this and uh, really interesting conversation that one. So I'd encourage you, if you have the time, uh, listen to it and... Yeah, just just digest it. Uh, we get a couple new people that come in, and um, I thought it was a really great conversation. This this total space as, as one unit was six hours long, so trying to find places to break it up was, was not simple. And um, I just, you know, I'm trying to make it as digestible as possible for everybody. So I'm glad you guys are listening. I'm glad you're following on Twitter. Um, I appreciate all the support, and I will see you next week. Remember that there are, there are 10 million vacancies in the U.S., 10 million jobs that need to be filled. And if people are not going back to work because of the conditions, because they don't have enough benefits or because they're not getting enough money, well, make them poor again. Make them panic. Make them feel pain dropping their – I think it was you, um, White Lycan, who said that you have your friend. Who, uh, who pretty much took a loan backed by uh, his or her asset. Yeah, they're going to liquidate them. They are going to liquidate people. They're going to make them feel pain so they go back to work. It's, it's, it's a whole uh, um, psychology tactic to get people scared, to get people panicked, to get people uh, to sell their assets cheap so the banks can buy them and just remember, just keep in mind that Bitcoin and Litecoin are finite. They're uh, fixed numbers. Yeah, but people don't understand that. We all do, okay? But the general population doesn't understand what the finite currency really is, okay? They're just, you know, they look at, at crypto and they're like, huh, I can make 30% or 50% or 100% and boom, I'm out, you know? Again, they're, 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 it's, it's still not commonplace knowledge about how uh, what dilution you know is because most of people are not financially um you know they're not financially strong or or, or understand finances as best word to say it so agreed yeah i think most people don't think about it I, but i also think like Again, back to like real demand for these networks. We know that Bitcoin and Litecoin are finite, scarce assets. They're a good alternative to state money that wants to tax you. Um, but at the same time, there's not that much. There's not that much real demand happening on chain. So that that's what worries me. Is like you, I see a lot of people, a lot a lot of people in the crypto markets that are really heavily exposed, either all in or more like over 100% all in and uh, if there's not any more buyers because you know inflation is high and people don't have that extra disposable income then the, the value of these assets can collapse like I'm really bullish well, and hold it, these assets but at the same time I'm, I'm aware that that can happen but in the short term on-chain activity doesn't necessarily mean people are abandoning the project well, I, I just, 
No, yeah, like, like maybe I'll give you have, this project. The coins are either on exchanges or they're in cold storage. Yeah, but they're they're just being they're just sitting there. So that like it's not it's not being used as money. It's just uh hanging out as, you know, speculation. Right. I would agree with that. Yeah. But Bitcoin, a lot of the um a lot of the coins are coming off the exchanges. There's more there's more supply coming off now. Yeah, I, I see that the liquid supply metric keeps making new all-time highs. Um, so yeah, that is, but that also can turn around pretty fast if you have institutions like Michael Saylor, like you know, that are that are buying and investors in micro strategies say like, hey, if we don't like this, like get rid of all of your Bitcoin, divest, like that. That can that can cause insane problems. Can he be? Can he, be um, he can basically be directed by shareholders to do that. He's not like fifty-one yeah. percent, right? Don't say his name. Yeah, yeah, he can. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what the risk he's, is. He's, like. he's MS. We're gonna call him MS to the crypto world. MS. <laughs> like multiple sclerosis, aka Michael Saylor. No, but yeah. So yeah. So the his whatever the shareholders could vote to either unseat him or force him to sell those assets. Or sell. <laughs> that yeah, exactly. or, diver- or diversify. Same with like El Salvador too. Like they just vote that guy out of power. If it goes badly, like it's very risky. It could go really well if, if they're like the first adopters and more nation states start an- announcing adoption soon. I mean that could take Bitcoin price to over 100k pretty fast. But it could also go the other direction where they just like what the heck, man? You you used all our tax money to invest in Bitcoin at the highs, and now it's like 20k or 10k. People will be pretty pissed. So I don't know. And re- in reality, like under the radar is where you want things to be. When things get this uh, microscope or magnifying glass on them, like you're talking about with Bukele, you know, if like where did that money come from where he start? he's buying these coins from, right? He's taxing people. He's taking their money to go buy Bitcoin. And if it sinks in a flash crash down to 15,000 or he's leveraged in any way that we don't really know about, um. Yeah, it's just it's a huge negative news story. Yeah, and you or also it's un- it's it's under the radar then. financial system, right? That's like the the IMF that kind of hated it and put out those negative articles and like said like start. I don't know if they threatened him, but they they definitely didn't like it. So you, I mean, you could have those powerful institutions try to push down Bitcoin price too, just to dissuade other countries from doing it. I mean, yeah, so all of us just about Bitcoin when it drops and all that kind of crap. Say that, Fabio. Sorry, say that again. Like, could you imagine the meeting that uh, Michael Spieler has with his shareholders? You know what I mean? Oh my God. Okay. No. Yeah, well, I, I think I think um, Michael Saylor's next move is. Um, is is to create a dividend for microstrategy, you you know, being paid in Bitcoin or some other currency. That would prop up the um, the stock price. Yeah, that makes sense. I I think they're making bonds out of Bitcoin. Yeah, they're doing it in El Salvador, right? They're 
No, even on MicroStrategy is going to do it. Or MicroStrategy bought a lot of Bitcoin with debt. Yeah, they borrowed money to buy it. So I guess it's the... the so that, that's the part. That's the part that just, you know, it's like we... Are, we're all sitting here talking about what are the ways that they're going to like continue to prop this thing up. Like the fact that you just said that, well, Michael Saylor will, you know, uh, you know, he can borrow, he'll just keep borrowing, or his next move is to do X in order to prop up the price as, it, as if it's this dying entity. Like, I feel like we're just in a weird spot right now to even be talking about that stuff. But this, this kind of uncertainty, again, is is par for the course this this what i'm hearing you know uh, you know on this space what i'm seeing on twitter this is exactly what happens when markets are you know undecided before the next move well taren 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 well you just said it you said his next move is to do x yeah what like why does he, why does he need to make a move He's holding a hundred thousand Bitcoin. What moves are there to make? What do you mean? Like why? Like unless your unless your thought process is, I want to grow the U.S. dollar value of Bitcoin. You don't need to make any moves. He's got a hundred thousand of them. More. Why? Why does he need to do anything? More Bitcoin. What do you mean? Well, that, would make, that would make you crash. would make you crash the price. You'd want to crash the price if you wanted more. You yeah, wouldn't want to pump the price. price. He's not all his, right? Like you said before too, right? The shareholders, right? That their shareholders like don't really understand what it is, but they trust him, right? And he's investing in Bitcoin or holding them. Like technically, they're not all his either, right? So like, if he's yeah, they could abandon him at any time. time. Yeah, they could abandon him at any time. That's what I mean. So, like, you shouldn't have to play any games. Like, I, you know, uh, I actually thought of, I was about to post something today, like, <laughs> like going, hey, uh, I don't know, Litecoin's, it's not going to be the best return for you. You're not going to, it may not be magical. It's not going to have all these bells and whistles. But I am at the point now I feel very comfortable long term. It's going to be there. It's going to grow. It's not going to, you know, don't. And if you put your money into Litecoin in twenty years, you're going to be happy. Are you going to be Everything. thrilled? Are you going to be a bajillionaire? I don't know, but you're going to be happy with where you're at. You should be content. Can but I, that, that's that's something very interesting. Something oh, sorry. Can I point something out about Litecoin? Sure. Uh, except price. Just, uh... Except price. Everything else is all-time highs. Yeah, but ignore the price. That's the yeah, thing. That, that's what that's, I'm that's the everything whole else, thing. Yeah, everything else is all-time high. Everything. Right. No, that, there's, there's a reason. I'm sorry to interrupt. I think yeah, yeah, this is very, very important because the whole prices of this market cycle of 2020, 2021 were pretty much just people watching some, um, what is it called, influencers on Twitter saying, hey, Solana is going to be the 10 bazillion dollars in three months. And everyone just pumped the project. I mean, it crashed three times, majorly. So what's what's the point? People are just following trends without even knowing anything. Yeah, but they're learning the <laughs> hard way. They're learning after getting completely wrecked or whatever. Yeah. You know. Yeah, part of the process. Yeah, and, and I'm not trying to come off like negative today. I'm trying to, I, I just... Uh... 
I'm trying to be like, I'm, I'm a, you know, if you guys follow me and listen to me every week, I'm a pretty straightforward person. I'm being genuine. I don't pump price at all. I don't like talking about price. And I'm 100% with you. This has been an incredible 15 months. Since PayPal brought Litecoin on, it has just been announcement after announcement about um, the acceptance and the exposure in like legitimate channels. And right behind, to me, if I'm a, a boomer investor, I'm somebody who's kind of interested in it, I look at Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Litecoin. Those are the three that you see all the time. So it's been awesome for that exposure. And I want to channel it towards, this isn't necessarily, I don't want people to get this disillusion and be disappointed that the price doesn't do what they want it to do. I want them to understand this is not investing in a way to grow your fiat. It's a way to change the money system. Well, a lot of the YouTubers like Breedlove and and Invest Answers or whoever, I mean, they're they say the same thing. It's about you know maintaining your purchasing power and you know your wealth. And but, it's not... also, but, Ter- but Terrence, it's also about like fairness. It's about mm-hmm. fairness to people out. Like we're we're in you're in the U.S. right? Aren't you somewhere? You said East Coast somewhere. Yeah. So, like, we li- we're in the like. I think we're in a, a place we don't even understand how well off we are in comparison to the majority of the world, the vast majority of the world. And we've had a ridiculously unfair system, particularly to poor people, even in the United States. Now extrapolate that into other countries who are <laughs> playing on derivatives of the U.S. dollar, right? And that they have, they have absolutely zero control. They don't even get a vote. They don't, you know, not that our vote matters that much, but they don't even have any representation inside the United States, who's essentially, the United States essentially controlling their monetary policy. And so they're like inflation on top of inflation on top of inflation. And that's what, that's what motivates me, is I just feel like this ridiculous system, I'm just so, it's just mind-boggling that it has existed and people have just passively accepted it not any longer not for long right and we have this we have this out we have this ability to actually escape this system with these tools like bitcoin litecoin uh dogecoin monero monero i will say monero i think it's great these are tools and there's other privacy coins there's other good decentralized coins amazing so Instead of it, but and when you like think of it in that in those terms, and you say, okay, this is important. This is beyond the dollars. This is beyond anything else. Who are our enemies? Who are our allies? It if somebody is not siding with you, or is like sitting here talking about the dollar price, you start going, what What are we talking about? Who cares about the dollar price? And and just 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 interrupt you there. Um, don't underestimate, you know, people are very, I mean, a lot of international countries want to get out of the currency war with the U.S. dollar, okay? So right. it, it, it is one day, one country is going to do it. Um, I, and my bet is on India, or I'm kind of biased in that regard. Um, like when I grew up there, 
um, everything was cash. Everything was, there was no credit. Um, things are so goddamn cheap. I don't want to think about it anymore. But ever since, you know, we became internationalized and, you know, had foreign currency reserves and this and that, it just went to hell. Okay. And I think there's a trend. It's, it, it's going to happen one day. They're probably going to create their own currency, their own digital currency. Um, c- countries have to do that to detach from the dollar. Now, you know, again, I want to bring this up is that it, it's, it's, a, it's an extremely dangerous situation because China is also it's a huge threat to the monetary system in the world. They want to dominate with their digital young, you know, one. So I don't know. I'm not a. Okay, but they, but they can't, they can't dominate. Good luck with that. If yeah, people, if people, if people don't respect their currency, how do you dominate? You, they can't. They're not enforcing their currency on people. You know, do you know what they're doing? Um, they are. Um, they're going to countries like in Africa, South America. Um, building ports, building infrastructure, at, at, and then, you know, when the countries can't pay them, they take over, becomes a national Chinese base or some crap like that. Yeah, they are all that. about world domination. Do not underestimate what their intentions are. Um, they're doing it in, in Sri Lanka, which is just, you know, they've, they've, they've done it. Um, they've done it off the coast of uh, Somalia. Um, it's, it's, they're all over the place. Their, their plan was to uh, use the, the, I don't know if any people know something about the Belt and Road Initiative, where there was going to be like a common highway going into all of these countries. That got scrapped. They want to people be, to become indebted to their infrastructure projects, and that's how they will slowly, slowly take over each um, each each area. The only way the only way they can enslave you is if you respect their means of money. Like I thought about that with the military. What happens when the military stops accepting the currency as valuable? Like what if you know you're a private in the army and they want to pay you X amount of dollars and go, yeah, I don't want dollars. I want Bitcoin. I want Litecoin. I'm not going to show up or, you know, they you can't recruit people because no one wants the dollar anymore. They, they can't recruit people. They can't pay people enough because no one even respects the currency anymore. Like how does a country even function at that point once the money devolves? Right. That's why I think government and currency, they're, they're hand in hand. I don't want to be devil's advocate, but um, I agree with uh, Tarun. China is going to try uh, it doesn't mean that they will succeed, but they will try, especially with the uh, the I'm sorry, the initiative about the I don't know how it's called in English. You said it, the the road. Uh, they're going to connect two thirds of the of the countries. They will. It's it's there. It's it hasn't been scrapped. It's called the China twenty twenty five, I believe initiative and that's why they they released today their um, crypto wallet for their CBDC and for their crypto yuan and they will try it, how they're how they're gonna make people use it well they're gonna try to uh, 
they're going to trade with other nations and they're going to ask for drones. They're going to ask for payment in drones. It doesn't mean that people will believe in them or will believe in the value, but they will try to, to at least conquer the, uh, the markets. I, I'm sorry, guys. I'm going to have to peace out now. I just want to say that as my um, last comment and say everyone um, good night. Yeah. I'm trying. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for coming, man. I'm trying. To, he and I are trying to get something. We're trying to do like interview each other at some point. So hopefully this happens. <laughs> I'm down. I'm down. Just whatever, uh, I whatever I can, I'll jump in. And uh, I, I, I love participating in these kind of discussions. Yeah, Friday. I'm changing jobs, so Friday's my last day, and I'm gonna have like three weeks of nothing to do. So I'll, I'll get this YouTube channel up and going for sure. Cool. Cool. Uh, yeah, I'll talk to you. Um, Rage, you wanted to say something? Go ahead, man. Yeah, Aaron, I appreciated you speaking. I found it really interesting, so I liked what you had to say. And then, um, okay. see, it's uh, Tyrone. Hey, can, can I can I interrupt you real quick? Yeah. Uh, what Aaron's doing is so so cool. He's putting uh, uh, ATMs down. At, you're in Mexico City, right, Aaron? No, I mean uh, I'm in Aguascalientes. Don't even try to say it. it's the smallest city in. Oh, I'm sorry, smallest state in Mexico. Oh, okay. So, okay. Rural Mexico. And he's uh, onboarding people into accepting Litecoin and putting uh, ATMs in place. And, like, it's awesome, dude. It really is. Like, that's exactly what we need. I don't, I don't want to get too ahead, but um, I did get a um, coffee shop to accept it last week. And I actually talked to a uh, mayor in a city nearby. And he wants to talk about it at least, try to get the Lycan City project going on. At least he wants to listen to it. He wants to listen to Please what send, I have to send, say. Send me, some in, send me some info. I have very little heat, but I have a little heat inside the Litecoin community right now. Uh, and if, you, if there's like funding or if they want something to help them out, I will put everything I can into it because, man, that would be awesome to see like a Litecoin City and to people see people using native Litecoin wallets and transacting peer to peer in third world and and it's one what is it a tenth of a penny to transact on chain, dude. That's for sure, I'll, I'll keep you updated in into whatever they say. I, don't, I, I that's what I'm saying. I don't want to get too yeah. excited because yeah, yeah, don't be shy about it. Be, yeah. don't be afraid to ask us for stuff. Like, awesome. Uh, I know Light, Litecoin Foundation has been very nice to me, and if I can in some way put you in touch with them i know litecoin foundation recently added that uh spanish arm of the litecoin foundation and so yeah you'd be you should be in touch with them and and get get things moving with that so thanks for sounds, that, yeah sounds good man you have everyone have a good night you know i'll talk yeah. to you guys later yeah good night. all right rage all right rage sorry i interrupted you but... no that's good that was really cool too that's awesome um, yeah, just what, I, how do you pronounce your name? Is uh, Tarun, Tarun, or just your? Tarun, right? Yeah. Tarun? All right. Yeah, yeah, just really interesting. And this um, it reminded me of a YouTube video I watched a while back uh, called, like, The Truth About <laughs> China, China and Africa. And then, yeah, just to, like, you might have mentioned it, but just on top of that with, you know, part of it, controlling NATO votes, getting those nations to, you know, vote alongside with them and stuff. But yeah, I mean, I think, I think as far as 
you know, that, that battle for currency, um, you know, governments like, uh, see the U S is, uh, in the build back better plan that failed. There were some, you know, some maybe not so good legislation for crypto. I think there's a lot of things that governments can do that can, you know, really hinder, uh, crypto's growth, you know, could be, could be pretty bad, you know, if they really want to go down and, and legislate it and, and destroy it if they wanted to, you know, cause at the end of the day, like, you know, a government can be like, Hey, I'm banning these businesses, which have to report, you know, to their tax services and report to the government, you know, Hey, you can't accept this currency or this currency, you know, like they can't accept foreign currencies at certain establishments. And so, you know, they, they can't do it like that now. And so they could do the same thing with crypto. Now, I don't think they'll, I don't think the U.S. is going to, hopefully, you know, because I think they kind of don't want to disenfranchise this new technological development. But it's just something that's, you know, something to think about. Well, I, I think what the U.S. will have to do is adopt crypto full time in order to prevent China from becoming a stronger, having a stronger control over um international commerce um so that'll be a great thing for us all of us i think yeah my guess is they're going to try to if i were looking at the most logical conclusion is how do they basically end up treating it like gold and silver how they create a system where they they possess most of it somebody possesses it who's under a regulatory framework and you have paper bitcoin paper litecoin uh and whatever secure assets they other assets they choose to actually allow to exist and that's that seems the most logical path just duplicate the gold standard become the intermediary tax it regulate it and make it boring yeah which, which like destroys its entire value proposition exactly. i agree that's probably what's gonna happen but we'll see if like people actually resist because you can still run Bitcoin or Litecoin despite the legality. Which is why you need to like not just sit here and shit on things like Bcash because, hey, maybe Bcash is the weird thing that exists, that survives and allows us to continue to do what we want to do. Well, that's why I think privacy is so cool. Like, yeah, Monero and MWeb stuff, like, that's so important for the future. MWeb... My, uh, Litecoin on MWeb plus Monero plus Dogecoin is more powerful than uh, Bitcoin, in my opinion. Yeah, I think the more tools, the better. The more options and the more like decentralized trading applications that there are for people to exchange them, even if they are illegal. Like, if we can build all that stuff out before it gets to the point where governments are actively trying to crack down, then. We have a better shot at winning. Yeah, for sure. Hey, Rage, you don't have to uh, raise your hand every time. You can just speak up, man. <laughs> Sorry, I, I hate, like I don't want to. I don't want inter- to interrupt anyone. You know, I hate that. But yeah, um, I just sit and... here on my couch and drink and conduct <laughs> these things. So it's not super technical or official. For sure. All right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think even if the, you know, the government regulates the privacy aspect of it. I think, you know, obviously there'll still be value in the, um, you know, deflationary aspects of it or, or the, the lack of government interference in the, like the principal 
you know, coding of, of the, of these cryptos. And then can you talk to, um, I don't know much about, um, you said Monero. I don't know much about that. I don't think you can talk about that. Uh, I haven't it's actually a, it's, a, it's a very, very, uh, I, I mean, you go, a good representation. Fabio might speak to it better than me, but it's it um, private, fungible, um, very private, very private. That's about it. It works great. We can. I mean, it's, it's very quick. So, you know, what you are some what are some of the limitations of it, though, Fabio? Like what? Like yeah, I, I, I haven't. I haven't noticed any really. Well, it, it takes up way more data. So, like, yeah, there is more data. Yeah. It doesn't scale as well. She can't do as many transactions because um, it's more complex. Like thir- what are you doing? Like thirteen every time you do like thirteen transactions, right, or something? It's like your coin. I don't know what the exact transaction. It's like a built-in Bitcoin mixer. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's uh. So I guess the way to look at it is like it's uh. You know, it's a decentralized chain. It's mined on GPUs. Tell me where I'm wrong, Fabio. And uh, it's, you know, usable all over the world, but it's extremely private. So you can't see values going in or out. You don't see addresses. You can't go on the blockchain and, like, look at what happened. Uh, so, yeah, there's no real information about transaction volume because you don't even see transactions, right, Fabio? You yeah, can't see anything. Dark. Like it's just, it, goes into a, yeah, it goes into a cloud. It's just a well, dark cloud. It goes into a dark have you ever wrote smart uh, smart contract or like that? Like, you know what I mean? Any kind of coding, any kind of choose, also like usually public, private, stuff like that. So like this one, they just, you know what I mean? Like they could have told to make it transparent, but they developed their own parameters, right? Their own uh, obviously code just to make it uh, private. Yeah, if you go back and listen, uh, Rage, we did, um, I might be the last one I actually put up was the podcast we have is um, an interview with Justin, who was in here earlier from Cake Wallet, and they have Monero, Bitcoin, and Litecoin, um, non-custodial wallet exchanges between these different chains in a non-custodial way. And um, yeah, I think this, I was actually glad to hear you last week, Fabio, you said that once Litecoin gets nimble wimble, if it is what it says it is, sounds like you're going, hey, I got no reason to use Monero anymore, right? Because it's going to get you, I think well, nimble wimble is going to get you 90% of the way to where Monero is. Well, look, I mean, when you when you want to be really private and you know how to navigate the waters of no KYC, uh, privacy, shit like that, right? I mean, the liquidity aspect, once again, I mean, it's, if if you're not doing much, you know what I mean? Like, let's say you're holding and you're just doing, like, I don't know, a couple of grand here and there, 10 grand, 20. I mean, actually using the you know what I mean? Like, that's no problem. You're not going to realize any issues for sure 100%. But, like, let's say, you know, you have a couple of millions or something, you know, and you want to, I don't know, you tell yourself, uh, fuck it, let me just pull it out for now because... I don't know, there's something in the fiat world you want to invest in, type thing, you know what I mean? Well, you'll still be able to do that as well. But, like, let's say, I don't know, a billion dollars worth. Like, I don't know where you're going to be able to do that privately to get your money, you know, like, 
in your hands type thing, you know what I mean? Like in a private way. Like, you know, if I have my like if I wanted to sell my house and I put in the ad, you know what, I'll accept Litecoin, Monero, and Bitcoin. Sure. You know, like the guy purchasing, right? Like he's happy, he gets he doesn't have to break his head to switch his shit. Boom, he sends me the Monero, we go through the paperwork, here you go. You know what I mean? Or, uh, I don't know, 25% Monero, uh, 50% Litecoin, and 25% Bitcoin. All right, cool. You know, like, it doesn't matter as long as you pay me. Boom, we do the paperwork, done, good to go. But, like, if you want it in your account or in your hand or something like that, I mean, a non-KYC private way, I don't think there's really much of a way to go. You know what I mean? Right. Like, no matter what, you're going to be faced with, with a... Uh, a non-private entity type thing, you know what I mean? So, at the end of the day, whatever you're invested in, if you're not using it, I mean, that's the only issue. Like, if you actually have a lot of money in there, you somehow wanted to, you know, but I mean, we gotta get to a point where we can't depend on this fiat bullshit, you understand? But like, that's gotta get out of the way for sure. I, I, gotta, I have to actually wait. Fabio, I, I do. We should wait till midnight until Fabio's allowed to talk. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I. I, I mean, the room's good. There's no missing. I was back to last week's. Uh, I need to get these all posted. I apologize. I'm being lazy, but, uh, dude, you were hilarious last week. <laughs> but I mean, so far, it's good. You know, there's no misinformation. Nobody's trying to. Uh, to say anything stupid or, you know, it's very well, good concerns. Uh, this is a very well productive space, you know, there's other spaces. I think uh, the coin starts with a B. Okay. Well, yeah, we don't we need to go on that. Right Whatever. Now. You know, like it's just, it's good. It's a good, like the L, like the Litecoin community. Finally. It's more, they're not, I don't feel like, like disgust. You know what I mean? Like I don't feel, I don't feel like uh, we're not rich yet. That's why. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a good like they know what's good. You know what I mean? Like Litecoin. Like get the fuck out of here. Like you have no reason to. Sh- nobody has any reason to shit on. Well, you know, at all. I think I think this comes back to I'm gonna circle back to uh, MS Michael Saylor, right? Um, oh. And into the whole well, hold on, but really, like the, well, don't say his name. <laughs> yeah, don't say his name. He stole his mother's ass to get Bitcoin, bro. But so so. I'm 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 not trying to like pick on you, Taryn, but I'm saying like what you had said about like, you know, he's got to make a move, right? He's he's in this mindset of he's got to hyper promote Bitcoin. He's got to he's got to encourage people to dump money into Bitcoin in a reckless manner, almost because he has a vested interest in it. Because he's thinking in a, he still believes in this fiat world. If he still is like, uh, maybe he's not. Maybe he's not. Maybe he truly has converted and he's just totally like, uh, you know, proselytizing in a way. Like it's a religion to him. I don't believe that's the case, but maybe it is the case. And so, but that, that, that feeling of like chasing the dollar aspect of it, I think, look, as a Litecoiner, it's almost like you get beaten into submission. Like, look, this ain't happening tomorrow. You come to a realization like this is a long road. And you have to accept that you're in. I'm not in this for the dollars. And 
I think there's a, I think that's maybe a transition that happens over time when you're in crypto. And when people come in and they talk about the dollar, the dollar, the dollar, how, you know, <laughs> it just, it, it turns me off. And he actually does speak. I shouldn't pick on him because he does talk about storing your monetary value, right? He talks about good things, but he just does it in a way I don't necessarily love all the time. Okay. So he's the typical corporate guy. I've, I've been around these people for kind of decades. Very, very self-serving. Very, you, you, It's hard to imagine, but he's all in it for his company. I, I, I watched one of his interviews where he said, okay, we were, um, uh, you know, people, you know, during the pandemic working um, 30% more, but we're getting paid 30% less or because of, you know, the um, inflation and dollar devaluation and things like that. So it was net sum of zero. So, um, you know, I, I, I really think he's, he's trying to push his stock price up as much as possible. Um, that's my gut. Um, I don't trust these corporate people, uh, even though I live in and breathe that world every day. Um, that's my gut feeling. I could be wrong, but I don't think he has any what you call, um, you know, intent to change the paradigm or anything like that. It is all selfish motivation. Agreed. And, and, and the guy who found like, out about Bitcoin, okay, he figured out what he needed to figure out. He got into it. He's invested in it. He keeps buying. He keeps getting money from others. He's adding to his, well, not his portfolio, but his hard wallet, right? What if this guy decides to, I don't know, uh, it doesn't cost much money to fake your death and all this kind of shit and just, oh, shit, where's the hardware wallet with all the coins on it? Oh, shit, where's the, oh, what are we going to do now? Example. Like, this is he, the no, he's got them all on Coinbase. He has them all on the Coinbase. Oh, they're all on Coinbase? They're all in the oh. vault. There is yes. there is one more thing though. So, I I believe he's gonna get more Bitcoin. I don't think he's gonna sell anything, because he's he has he has access to free money. I agree with Bob Lamont. He's he has he's one of those unlimited cash guys. We yeah, gotta double down. Money. We gotta double down. We gotta <laughs> add more. We gotta yeah. buy more. Because he's <laughs> a good client. Dollar cost average. <laughs> this is what the crypto's all about. That's it. Okay, go mortgage the other duplex. Okay, next time if it happens again, you're going to remortgage your third duplex. <laughs> and then three years down the line, you're going to pay them all off one shot. Exactly. Oh, yeah, but see that, I agree. So, so when, exactly, you yeah. Fabio, exactly. when you hear Fabio say that, though, that ain't a good look. That's not a good look for crypto. No, but like, it's like, it's a free market. I know, but that's not that's yeah, not that's not what we're trying to create here, right? And I guess we're trying. I'm. I guess maybe I'm trying to create the antithesis of that. That that if you see if you see Michael Saylor on there, it, he turns into BitConnect, right? BitConnect. That's, that's what he's going to become. That's what he's going to become. I know. I don't. I know. I was looking. At, there's a conference coming up in January, and I'm looking at all this. They're like, here's all the speakers. And everybody's got a, like, whatever, 4K, I don't even know what the most, 8K picture of themselves, and they're all quaffed, and they got a brand new haircut, and I'm thinking, who are these people? 
and he doesn't even know how to wear companies. He doesn't even know how to wear dude. I don't see something bad in Bitcoin not to invest for the future. If you're if you're Michael Saylor, right? Technology beautiful. People not beautiful. Sorry. No it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter for them. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. Look how toxic it is. It doesn't matter who's on Twitter. It's just a Twitter. It's just, it's just like an image. Okay, okay. Hang on, Bobby Moss, because I, I, I think if you were to sit there side by side and say Litecoin, Bitcoin, if we're talking technologies, they're essentially the same thing, right? Would you agree with that? Yeah, pretty much. There's, there's no much, yeah. discernible pretty difference much, yeah. between the two when it comes to transferring value across the world 24 hours a day. Like, what are we going to use this tool for? There's very little difference between the two. And the community, the faith, what I talked about a long time ago, the faith in the money, the community is a part of that. The belief that somebody on the other end of you is going to accept your Litecoin as payment for something, that's important. Community matters. It comes down to people communicating value to other people. So I think to discount the because you, because even last week you were like, well, who cares? Like, why do we care? The protocol's there. The mining's going to be there. Why should we care? It matters, and that's why, like, some chains become nothing. What What I, matters and, though? What matters is that all that that you mentioned it doesn't change. The usage and the perception of the every coin that changes every day. Yeah, but That's the usage is the saying. usage is community driven. Like when you're mm. a Litecoiner, when you lose the you government lose. is not my friend, yet I still use their dollars. Exactly. Well, because you're forced to use them. Exactly. So because they are useful. That's the only reason. They're, they're, they're the they're the the lowest resistance form of. Uh, so that's all you got to be to win is be the lowest resistance form then you win the end I don't know it's just like network effects are sticky and like it's even like like look at cities it's kind of like that like once you get enough people in a certain place even if you have like crappy governors or whatever leaders in the city like the network effects are hard to break I I wouldn't gloss over what Daniel just said he made a very good point right there Leaders, the path of least resistance, right? Yeah, it's the that because of network effects, right? Because everyone's using it already, that's why it's useful. Like, I'm agreeing with you, I'm just saying that that's the reason why it, it's the path of least resistance because it has this huge network. Yeah, I, I would need a I need a uh, somebody needs to educate me on what the meaning of the phrase network effects is because I don't know what that means. It just means that people using the whatever network you're on. So the U.S. dollar network. It's Look up Metcalf's Law. You'll, okay, you'll well, get it. But what's the network we're talking about? What's, the, the dollar. Any type of network. Value, uh, anything. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay, value is a network. Like, yeah. well, the dollar communicating has a, value. Communicating value. Yeah. T- like Facebook. Out. How many people are on Facebook? Exactly. Two billion. Well, no, well, well, well. How many people are not on Facebook? 
Yeah, I'm just saying it as an example of a network effect. So how many people are using Dollar that's like over half the world or something? But it's because they have to. Well, they like, didn't have about... to originally. It just grew sort of organically, and then it became like this entrenched system. We didn't used to have this terrible monetary policy, right? Like this started back when the U.S. had the strongest economy in the world. Everyone wanted our products. We manufactured like the majority of the goods that the world consumed and and so awesome. you had this huge demand for dollars back then right everyone wanted them because they could buy this stuff with them and then it kind of reversed itself we it took advantage of that and actually stopped producing things and just started exporting dollars and now we're just kind of stuck in the system and it's like it's because amazing. It's well the pivot the pivot was the Bretton woods um summit back in 1945 or 1944, I don't remember, just right after World War II. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when everyone, all the countries, all the allies came together and said, okay, how are we going to do trade? Okay, so we're going to do trade with the U.S. dollar. And it just grew from there onwards. That was, it was just... But there was a deal for that. Do you remember the deal? No. The deal was that we police the world and they use our money. Oh. Yeah, yeah that's true. So yeah, and you're, and you're when we that. print dollars with the Fed, we aren't just taxing U.S. citizens. We're taxing the entire world. Yeah, whoever's using dollars, yeah. The you're you're, right, you're siphoning value off of every laborer around the world. And it goes to my earlier comment. I think sometimes it's going to come to a point where some of the countries are going to say, screw this. Because I can tell you right now, everyone I've talked to, everyone I've listened to says that in they're going to keep on printing money. They're going to inflate all the, what, $300 trillion of debt away. Some... Yeah, but Taryn, I don't want to conflate, like, when a country agrees to something, that's not like the citizens agreeing to it, right? That's just a few leaders agreeing to it. So when someone, when you say, like, I agree with you, but the people are going to go, oh, this is, I don't want to do this anymore. They don't, they can't, they don't have that say. Don't have the ability to say that. We've never had a say. I think to see, I, we've never. People need to realize that we have never been in control. I don't think we will ever be in control. No offense meant to anyone. Um, governments, uh, corporations, enterprises are the ones who control everything. Um, for what did it take to build all those things to this last? long did it take for all these things to get to where they are? Since it's all corporations. When a corporation wins, how long did it take? When did they start, uh, when did they write corporations into the legal code? Late 1800s, something like that? It's been 100 years. It's been 100 years. Okay. Well, how long do you think we could tear it down? How long you could what? How long do you think we could tear that down? Tear it down? Uh... I think there's an issue here, though. I I don't think it's just that companies exist because corporations go all the way back before the founding of, like, even the United States itself because that's what actually created the colonies. But um... Yeah, but I'm just saying, how long did it take for them to get their control, all that bullshit, whatever? No, they are people. They have... They have tax numbers. They have rights. That's the problem. They've been ruled actual entities. 
and they aren't entities, they're corporations. But the problem is under the law now they are considered entities with rights and that can lobby and actual like have agents that work for them just like a person could have agents work for them which like an agent is something that's supposed to work for an individual and we made it so that the corporation is now has the same rights as an individual and the agents can work for it as if it's really an individual when it's not and so we've given rights to corporations that shouldn't have those rights and I think what crypto does is it kind of levels the playing field to it doesn't matter if you're a corporation or an agent or a person or whatever, everybody gets the same rights on the blockchain. So that's exactly. that's kind of a, a, a step forward, I think. Okay, so what happened with when Gaddafi wanted to turn all of Africa into a gold-backed dollar or whatever the fuck currency they were going to name it? What happened to the guy? Well, I, I would imagine... he he got taken out but like anytime you try to use your own currency the whatever the dominant government or the dominant currency is is going to take you out we didn't take out saddam because of oil or because of weapons or because we cared about the people in iraq we took him out because he figured out a way to make his own money and he didn't want to use the petrodollar anymore so now what happens if every individual decides to use a system that those things cannot affect <clears throat> Then we all got to go down at once. Otherwise, they're going to come after every citizen, every person in the world deciding to use whatever. All they have to do is make it easier to not use the system than use the system, which means we need to make it easier to use the system that we think is better than it is to use their system. That's it. That that's all one hundred percent the goal. But why would they come take your ass when they cannot take your shit? They can shut off your internet. They can, they can do everything to yeah. you. I, I don't I don't understand the concept of trying to like use uh, crypto as a mechanism to like fight the government. I think it should work with the government, and because I don't think there's winning against the government per se. In in the way maybe you're speaking, the thing is, they just don't win. You're gonna, you're they just don't Fabio, win. You're gonna piss Fabio off. No, I understand <laughs> what you're saying. I'm not I'm not disagreeing, but I'm maybe just the saying- government. When they the went to get, when they went to get Gaddafi, when they went to get Gaddafi, guess what they left with? What did they leave with? His head. I don't know. They took his gold. Okay. They were dragging they him. Silver, dragging gold, whatever the fuck he had, they took it. Now, if individuals, individuals using, okay, they shut the internet. This that, okay, that I can understand. But what I'm trying to say is. They, if if it was crypto, let's say, right, and everybody decided to use crypto as a tool to get away from an oppressive, whatever the fuck it is, I don't care who it is, because they don't concern me. But if that were to be the case, are they going to start assassinating people? Just well, here's a, here's a cool thing about that is um, you can make it a zero-sum game for them. They get the person, but they don't get the prize. You can nuke you can send your Bitcoin or Litecoin or whatever to the ether. You can send it to nowhere, and they don't get it. So if you know you're going to get assassinated by someone, just send your Bitcoin to the number two. Gone. You get no prize. Yeah, but there's no incentive. Yeah, yeah. and that's you remove the incentive. That's I don't it. Like that. 
There's no incentive for them to do that. I don't. I don't think you can stop it. You can. You you can shut down the internet. You just you can't. Can. You can. Practically, maybe they're you using can. the internet too for their shit. So how they long did it have to shut They did it in Kazakhstan. They just did it in Kazakhstan. Yeah. Over here we have hospitals, uh, Wi-Fi. Uh, machines working on wireless Wi-Fi, this, that, like they can't just shut down the internet Fire department they can't it's not that way we're diverting I think, I think they have their own network that they operate if something goes bad but yeah, it's like DB extremely, extremely so if, if the internet goes address, down, everything goes down like yeah. I want to just rage, rage 42 like I, I understand where you're coming from like don't um like we're not we're not going to win this battle against the government, so just comply. Is that kind of what you're saying? I'm not I'm not saying comply. I just don't mean like oh let's all rebel and and this is going to like overtake the government. I just don't see that as like a realistic scenario. Well, I just I just think you know making it a, a good mechanism and you know you're trying not, you're to not trying to, to rebel. What about what well, about hold on, hold on. a good scenario? The government changing. Yeah, yeah, that that's I'm I'm more in line with the government adapting and changing. That's what I think. I'm will saying, like, even even the uh, the politicians eventually is gonna they're gonna change. So, isn't the government, government irrelevant at this point? Like, oh, well, no, it's not because <laughs> if if the government is good, the people. Well, what are nodes? That's the, what was that? What are nodes? If you run a Bitcoin node or a Litecoin node, what is that? What are you doing? You're it's, voting, a voting, it's a voting mechanism. You are agreeing to a form of governance. You are agreeing to a set of rules. What is that? Yeah. That is a government. Yeah. Automated. yeah so it's, we're it's, all it's a opting. Subset, but you can't use. You can't use. You, <laughs> it's in, it's in the virtual you can't world. use a Bitcoin. We're all know, opting in and to, agreeing to, to a particular set of rules. Sure, oh, right. Sure. For oh, for a monet for a specific monetary thing, but you can't use that to govern, you know, taxes on your roads and police force, firefighters, whatever, you know, school. I, I think you can. Yeah, I mean, of course you can. It, in 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 some sense, but we're we're not at that stage yet. Like I think we're at the stage. Just no one has thought that. No one thinks of chains as government. They think of it as finance. They don't understand that they're yeah. it, like it doesn't matter what the rules of a country are if the people don't follow the rules. All we have to do is get everyone to agree to the rules of the blockchain, and it doesn't matter what the government makes the rules be, right? Because everyone's yeah. like, "Yeah, man, we know what the rules are," and then they wink at each other and, and keep yeah. moving. Look, right? Yeah, but even if you don't know what the rules are, you have no choice but to abide by them. Right. No, number one thing. <laughs> the number one thing is fix the money like that everything else falls into place right the government like you said is the government relevant the government's going to be relevant if they can just put people in jail right if they can do whatever they want if they can tax and they can manipulate licensing and regulation they can basically uh denigrate one technology over another technology they can put people out of business they can do so many things to change markets and to change reality that, yes, our digital money between anonymous people around the world 
isn't going to change your local government. Your local sheriff could give two shits about your digital world, right? If he's ordered to come, hey, you're sucking up a lot of energy on these mining networks because and you're hurting the planet and the popular narrative is, oh, well, we got to shut people down who consume X amount of electricity. Well, guess what? You're going to get shut down. I don't care what kind of digital uh, stage you're going to put yourself on. It doesn't matter in the physical world. I'm not trying to be like a, again, I'm not trying to be like a negative dude today. I'm just saying, like, you have to ground yourself in reality. You have to fix the money. The focus is on fixing, getting people to understand that holding private assets that are decentralized is the end game. And it gets us much further down the road. And maybe in 10 years, we'll have some clarity about where we go from there. But don't assume the government's going to just accept this stuff. I don't know. They can't even stop pedophiles from watching fucking underage pieces of shit or whatever online. They could if they wanted to. They could if they wanted to. They can't even do that. They could if they wanted to. (laughs) No, they would like to keep that there, I think, actually. I don't but know. I, I, mean, I don't know why this like this. I feel like this comes up a lot. Um, do shit. <laughs> that's that's Fabio's. They I need to be here. Do shit. They had 13 years to do something. They haven't done it. So can do. They can regulate all they want. They can do whatever they want. But the only people that are gonna comply are the people that don't know shit. The if people I, that do know shit are gonna be fine and then. I don't care what they do, what they regulate, what they do. The people that don't understand that are going to get fucked. But no the offense. focus needs to be on fairness. The focus needs to be on fairness. Totally there. around the world deserve a fair way to store their value. That's they it. They have it. They End have the it. Game. I know. They have it for Listen. so many years. Are there, are there um, exchanges on, dark, on the dark web? I'm I'm an entity that follows the rules. Um, I have a business that that deals in cash and Bitcoin and Litecoin, Ethereum, and I have to follow the rules if I want to have a business, right? So there is a bit of that type of control in place, but I feel like. The more individuals, because business, you got to remember, businesses aren't individuals, even though under the law, they would like us to believe that. Um, I think the more individuals that can evolve, you'll find out that your local sheriff is a Litecoiner or is a Bitcoiner or runs a node or knows about this stuff already. And that's, I think that's when you start to realize that, like, once it becomes a survival thing and people have to run it, in order to survive, then it doesn't matter what the regulations are on top because they obviously aren't providing a service that is going to, you know, help that particular person in their life. And that's what caused, like, what was the problem that caused you to go to this? I live in the first world. My issue was savings. No matter how much I save, they're stealing 35% a year from me, right? So somebody's got a problem that can be solved by this. Everybody is an individual, and as much as they would like us to believe that we're all like in a cage and we can all be regulated, I feel like it's it's not so clear and cut like that. Yeah, they can make it difficult, but over time, 
I, I think we're eventually going to win this thing. Oh, 100%. No matter what your desires are in crypto, you're going to find it. So that's, sure. I think that's where this is going. I, I think um, we're going to have to have our own money on the dark web. <laughs> we are negotiating the terms. Right? Yeah. We won the war. We're here. Actually, four years ago, people are laughing at us. Yeah, now they think they're professional. Now they're like, oh, I don't know, maybe it's falling down, it's going up. <laughs> In four years, they're going to be like, oh, shit. The oh, shit moment. Anyway. Yeah, gotta love those third-party gatekeepers. <laughs> oh, man, I, uh... <coughs> Amazon goes down the wrong pipe. Woo! All right. So, uh, Monty, go ahead. <coughs> What's up, Monty? Or Mon- Monte Smith? You there? I went back down. Well, yeah, my voice said, you know what I'm talking about? You go down the wrong pipe. Woo! Yeah, you gotta <coughs> let it operate. I know, I know. Sorry, I'm working on it. Um, man, I'll tell you what. This has been a fun. This has been a good spaces. I didn't even mention this week. I meant to mention that. Uh, I think I asked for followers last week, <clears throat> and it went great. Everybody, I went from like seven eighty to I've gained almost three hundred followers. So, and it's weird. Like you guys, Fabio, you've been here every week. Bagamas, Taryn. You guys have been awesome. It's, I really appreciate you guys coming in every week. It helps. It makes me motivated. I'm obligated to be here. So I will keep coming as long as you are here. But, uh, yeah. So um, what else you guys got? I had a whole bunch of stuff I should go grab. Who's advising the government on all this crypto shit, by the way? I never looked at that, actually. Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, like who's that old fart getting her information from? I hate hear, oh, hearing her speak on it. It drives me crazy. In the banks, probably. Coinbase. That's what I'm trying to say. Who's giving these people the information? Because if it's a Michael Saylor, like they're gonna sell the country's ass to get the. Uh, you know what I mean? Like who's giving them the information? Lobbyists. Well, we talked about this last week, right? Yeah. Didn't we? One or two weeks ago, we talked about this, and it was uh, it was weird to me that she was going after stable coins. That to me was like, I thought of all the things in crypto, why is she concerned about stable coins? Ooh, that's a good one. Because I they're think... the banks' money. Yeah, the the banks want to do the stable coins, and the governments yeah. want to do the stable coins, and so if you have a public decentralized stable coin that's that's directly where they want to be because they can play the uh, fractional reserve game with stable coins the, the the word stable is inherently a lie <laughs> so yeah it's, it's a money market it's stable yeah. to the dollar right you know, so. Gary mm, is it stuff about, which is instable Gary Gensler said some stuff about the crypto markets and he's the head of the SEC he he put on uh, MIT's lecture on cryptocurrency. It's uh, he's available on uh, YouTube. 
Right. Yeah, talking about Bitcoin and the like assets, right? Bitcoin, Litecoin, Bitcoin Cash are commodities. I think what he say, like everything, all but five are. He said, if if I had to regulate Coinbase, they'd maybe be listing a handful of assets. But uh, I don't know. I'm I'm on here on the record that I don't like regulation in general, <laughs> and I would rather the government just stay the fuck out. But whoever came uh, up with the with the stable coins, well, I I think there needs to be, you know, hopefully eventually there'll be. If we want to view this as a currency, especially Litecoin, as far as like the capital gains when when using it for goods and services in in the USA, you know, you have to pay. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure. Uh, capital gains every time you know you buy something um, you know you, you pay for you know you have to have your initial cost basis and you need to um, for whatever that goods in fiat it is you'll be paying that and whatever your original cost basis is you'll pay that capital gains I'd like to see some kind of legislation in which in that circumstance it would go away because um, even if you pay uh, crypto to crypto I believe you know, like Litecoin, and they accept Litecoin, you still pay the uh, the tax on that. Yeah, they're at every turn, yeah. I don't, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's why it's like... But, but like... My, my point is, is like a legislation would be good in that instance if they made it more... Like, uh, I was talking to someone in Portugal supposedly like over there um, they can do uh, as long as it doesn't convert to fiat uh, they don't pay the uh, the capital gains and that so that would be some some good legislation for crypto in the US well the IRS already has whatever they did with the, the categorization of, uh, of cryptocurrency so that for sure you have to look at that first and they'll come and they'll do something for sure huh? but I mean like Hey, Rick, can I ask Rage? I'm curious because I'm not. I'm going to pick on you, but I'm not going to pick on you. I'll go so for it, Rage. Like you said, you're you just started mining. How long have you been in crypto? <laughs> I got into Dogecoin like way back. That was my first crypto, and then I got I got burnt on it. Like I bought some, sold some, and then before it went way up, and then I got out of the space for a while. That was mostly in the stocks, and then. That was like a couple of years ago, and then I got into Bitcoin through um, a space, and then I got back into Dogecoin. So why, uh, why do you mine? Why do you mine crypto? Because you have those little miners. You're not like uh, you're yeah, not so, making money off of them, right? Yeah, you know, I, I make money. It's not it's not super lucrative Fun. unless my speculation pays off, and Litecoin and Dogecoin spike this year, um, but it. When I when I receive the the crypto from that, uh, I receive it as income, and then uh, I also did it to learn. Um, so I run a Dogecoin node, and then I have two uh, merge miners uh, for Dogecoin and Litecoin. But yeah, I did it as an, another means of income, and just kind of to participate in the network, be a part of it. It's it's really fun. It's like kind of so fun, learn, um, be a part of the space. And also try to make some money too in the long term. Yeah, but so some empowering as well. You know, you're kind yeah. of, kind of, you know. 
Oh, for sure. I feel it's cool. I I love the fact that in a, in a, you know, in the, in an actual sense, you know, I'm, I'm like processing transactions. I'm allowing transactions to happen. I'm validating the transactions with my node. I think it's, it's really cool. And, you know, without the need of any bank or institution, I think that's like super dope. So that part is empowering. But what's the what's the purpose of validating transactions on the decentralized network? Like why? Like I, I guess here's I guess I'm not. All right. Because there's decentralizing like this, the network. That's the purpose. Well, true, but if, oh, for me, because the reason I'm asking is because you were like, well, and I, and I don't hate taxes or anything, but I do hate taxes. But if you believe that. Um, like, why support a decentralized network if you also support the government? They seem to be well, the antithesis of each other. If you're making because money, I live in a society and I have to pay my taxes. Well, I know I get that, money, but but like you, you shouldn't you shouldn't be you shouldn't be like, hey, everybody, do everything you can to, you know, bend over backward. Like like, why are you reporting income on mined coins? Because I, do I that. don't want the IRS to come after me. Yeah, I do that too. But I, I mine under an LLC, so that's why. Um, right. You're a private yeah. person. See, Daniel, yeah. you know your shit there, huh, Daniel? Uh, I don't like to... I mean, uh, I have some Mel3 pluses from back in the day. I have about 10 of them, and I have a bunch of GPU rigs, and it's all under an LLC. It's separated from my name. And I, you know, I had that separate from investing and obviously investing makes way more because my position on the planet has a premium on electricity. And when it comes to this stuff, if you don't move or luck out on the electricity you get, that's the game in the mining field. The, the game is where's the stranded electricity and um, those guys win every time. So and then, um, yeah, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, I'm in Quebec, so over here, the electricity is not. I'm sorry? I'm in Quebec, Canada. The electricity here is not. So... It's very expensive in Canada, right? Well, in Quebec, they have their own hydro uh, Quebec company thing there. So, like, it's not so bad. I mean, there's power I, stations I, uh, mining, you know? So Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. my house with my mining equipment, and it's thirty below here. Uh, it's thirty below here a couple of days a week. <laughs> That's great. That's Sorry, depends. if you're in a northern climate, you can use mining equipment to offset your heating costs, and that's a good way to. It's kind of almost like stranded energy, like Daniel was saying. Oh, yeah, so you can do that too. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I just, I guess, I just, you know, because uh, yeah, Indigo, uh, you're in here too. Like, I, uh, I don't know. I feel like. And that's something I have to sort out is this, uh, what I look at as like, how do we, I'm a very, I'm a libertarian person and most Bitcoiners in the past were libertarian, but there's definitely a non-libertarian wing of crypto people. And I can't, I haven't been able to figure out how do I uh, manage that. I don't understand how to level your pro, like you're cool with the government. But you're also a crypto person. I don't you understand how as you two go. things mesh. I think the network brings reality to ideology, and even the even if they don't match up, even if your ideology 
doesn't match up with the network you're on, you will use the network because it actually works. And it maybe takes time for your ideology to change, but I think that's a good thing because that's actually when you have a conversation with someone that has very strong ideology and then you hand them a tool that works that doesn't 100% match up with their ideology and they end up using that tool, that's where the ideology starts to change, right? So we're kind of all stuck in this framework of the government is like this and people are like this and hierarchical structures are like this and companies are like this. And we've lived in that our entire lives. We've never lived in a decentralized world. Actually, that's not even true. Nature is a decentralized world. We just see ourselves. We've done the whole trans transcendentalism movement. We've separated ourselves from nature. We put ourselves above it in this stratosphere. And we haven't come down to reality that nature actually had it right to begin with. But we are starting to, I think, with these decentralized networks. And it's just taken us a while to get back to that again. It's kind of yeah. funny because I see the blockchain as more natural than anything we've had since like the industrial revolution. So no, that's a super good point. Cause I was, you know, I often will sit here and say like, I, Hey, I'm, my goal is when someone dips their toe in the water, I want to nurture. Hey, welcome to the club. Welcome to crypto. Let me explain why it's so valuable and why, explain why it's so important. And I'm almost more patient with someone who just hammed into Dogecoin or like bought, bought an NFT like, I feel like I want to be more patient with somebody like that than maybe somebody who's been in here for three or four years and hasn't quite gotten orange-pilled slash red-pilled, white-pilled, whatever you want to call it. But it really is. It's this uh, – uh, it's step-by-step. Step. It's this – once you get yourself exposed to free money – or private money, let's call it. Let's call it that. To freedom. To freedom. To freedom. Once, you, once you have a little taste of it. And then the government's like, hey, yeah, I see you earned some of that money. Let me get 40% of that, your capital gains. Let me take 40% of your money. And you're like, wait a hold the fucking phone. I'm the one that took all this risk. <laughs> I'm the one that did X. I'm the one that did this. Why should I have to give you this? I don't understand. It's like it takes some time for people. And like you said, Taryn, once you see freedom, once you understand free markets, uh, yeah, so I just have to be sometimes be more patient. Like I recognize in myself, I get a little, I get, I get geared up when someone. I have no patience. I, 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 think yeah, I know. Fabio, you're, maybe you're drawing me to the dark side with your black profile. <laughs> we'll, we'll play good cop, bad cop, right? No I, get, I try to, but, you know, because I have those, I have definitely those inklings of like, you want to be impatient. That's the convenient thing to do is to be like, uh, well, screw it. I'll just move along with my life. I don't have time for these people, like Satoshi said, oh, right? Yeah. If you don't have time oh. to understand it, I don't. I don't have time to explain it to you. Or if you don't understand it, I don't have time to explain it. To you. That's what Satoshi said. But well, that's not the way we bring more people into the club. Oh, well, they got to at least understand the security and all that kind of shit. Sure. Yeah. Well, security against what? They need to understand who are they no, no, I mean, themselves like, against. No, no, I don't mean like establishment. I mean exactly just losing. You know what I mean? Like, like a lot of people like to overthink and overcomplicate because a lot of new people I hear like ask me out of nowhere, "Hey, uh, that 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 the, the crypto stuff uh, uh, that you're into, uh, can you explain a little bit to me?" And I'd be there like, "What, what, what do you mean? What do you what do you want to know?" You know? Yeah, but if they don't understand, like, here's if they're not understanding that 
censorship censorship resistance why is that valuable to somebody who isn't afraid of being censored if they don't yeah you know what I'm saying? yeah yeah not decentralization is not important to somebody who's not afraid of centralization or doesn't understand why centralization is dangerous i don't know you come out of the shower in their hallway without a towel when you what? take a shower, do you close your washroom door? <laughs> when you take a shit, do you spray aerosol after? No. I, th- I think what he's saying is centralization removes privacy. With decentralization, there may be a way to anonymize or or at least cover up a little bit in the hallway, right? True, but we're, we're diving headlong yeah. into a lack of privacy. People willingly give up privacy all the time. They don't value privacy. Well, they kind of do when it comes to hiding your cock when you come in the hallway because your mom's there. But I mean... Or I mean, just give me your bank account and routing numbers, you know, that well, you don't value privacy at all, right? Yeah, there, there was one time... No, on the dark web. I don't need to fucking ask you for it. Guys, you know, there was one time... Uh, I'm going to, again, age myself again. Um, That's it, everyone gets fucking angry, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, Fabio, Fabio, quiet. Five minutes um, in the penalty box. There was a you know a time when people when we used to pay it with checks. We had our social security numbers on those checks. Okay, utter madness. Of course, that doesn't happen today. All I'm saying is that I mean, I to, you know, just one comment that I want to make is that this is this whole crypto scene is going to get legit legitimized by the government so they can use it for tax uh, revenue generation. Um, ultimately, that's that's the goal. And then there's going to be a, an underground crypto scene because people do not want to be controlled. I, I you know, it's it's been like that for the longest time. Uh, and I just don't understand how we continue to go in the cycle of, OK, yeah, we, we got a central authority. Now we don't like that central authority. And then we end up back to square one. It, it just, it is, it's, um, you know, it's, 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 uh, I, I can't figure it out. Uh, all I know is that in the next 10, next couple of years, uh, they're going to use uh, crypto as a source of tax revenue. And then, then everything is going to change. Um, but my preference, I want to be 100% independent from everything. So, I'm going to the dark web. Simple as that. Well, it's like Bye-bye. Ryan. <laughs> okay. Uh, in Canada here, there was the... I spoke to the cockbutter dude, the stupid premier, and I saw this. He's like, oh, why does Justin Trudeau want to legalize marijuana? There's more important things to do than legalize marijuana. You know what the cockbutter did in the province? <laughs> you want to know what the fucker did? What? All shops that sell marijuana belong to them. Oh, fuck. Exactly. Right? So he's complaining on why is he legalizing it, legalizing it. We don't need to legalize it. We have better issues than that. And yet again, he goes and monopolizes it, like they do with the alcohol. You know what I mean? Like, these people, it's like, if they do the right thing, beautiful. Beautiful. They do the right thing. You know what I mean? Have some fairness somewhere. You know, you want to tax? Okay, tax. Before. You know what I mean? Don't do, uh, you know, don't fuck people. You know what I mean? Do a little something, but don't fuck people because
because it's up to them to voluntarily give you that tax money. Or else you're not getting it if I don't decide you're getting it. You know what I mean? So they do a little something fair, no? Something. But they're not right. going to do that. Everything they touch, it's like they... No, no, it's Fabio. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's, it's a matter, it's a generational thing, okay? I truly feel, I mean, there's always going to be narcissists and control freaks in the society, okay? But I think with the introduction of crypto and, and this more, I would say, movement, um, the next generation, Gen Z or whoever, they're not going to tolerate that. You know, a lot of the people who are in the government, who are in control, they're going to be out, okay? They're going to be out in the next five or ten years. What's taking over? Decentralized autonomous organizations. It, it is, to me, that's the innovation. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like that one. But, I mean, it's like they, they, they go from, we go from organized crime, and then they take it, and they make it unorganized. You know, you know what I mean? Like it's they ruin everything. No, that's human nature. Human nature. Humans are a flawed species. They will fuck up everything that they possibly can. No, that's well, not they human. Fuck up that's not thing. human nature. I don't you know. agree. I think that's. I think that's a, a disease of the people in power. They want to so scrape off the top. Good, they fuck it. Everything that's good, they fuck it. Sorry, part of my language. <laughs> All right, well, but maybe hey, real quick, I just go ahead because uh, Arno has been waiting for a while, patiently. Arno's the best. Uh-oh. <laughs> hey, it's twelve oh one, huh? I think I've seen you. Were you in a big? I think you go in the Bitcoin space sometimes. Mm, no, I've been oh, were you here. here? Were you here last week or something? Uh, I, I I do I do show up here and there, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but what I came up to say was, uh, while you guys were talking about government and taxes, um, I saw a meme the other day. It was basically like, you know, paying your taxes is like the membership of living in this country, and uh, childhood is the free trial, <laughs> kind of. And, <laughs> you know, it's funny, but if you think about it, you know, um, yeah, uh, like... I totally get the, you know, the whole like uh, taxation is theft and the libertarian uh, points of view. Um, I do think though, like when, when we want like to have, let's say, like infrastructure and stuff like that. I mean, it has to come from somewhere. So to a certain right. extent, and you know, libertarianism is basically like, you know, you, you know, you do what you need to do, but don't grow this, you know, huge you know, government that, you know, has a lot of overreach. And I get that part. I'm, I'm with it, you know, having a small government. But, you know, um, taxes as, an, as a principle is basically coming together and, you know, achieving certain things together. Now, okay, me, it has gone. Let's, it say, has let's been, say you needed, you lived in a town and you wanted to travel to the town across a river from you. So you need to build some infrastructure, right? Fair enough. You can unmute so we can have a conversation. Yeah, yeah. Before, um, if there were if there were no taxation, if there were no ability to just take money from people by force, how would you fund such a project? Well, there there are many ways you can do it. I would honestly, I would uh, offer incentives instead. Like I would say, hey, 
you want write-offs or you want, you know, local business. Like, people who care, the community comes together and, you know, builds the necessary uh, whatever infrastructure. You could do that, um, but that requires very strong, like, you know, you have to, like, get together a lot of people, and oftentimes if communities don't, like, you know, get along or something like that, projects like this could stall forever and ever and ever. So, um, well, but, I don't but, know, but doesn't, that, doesn't that mean that the people, if the majority of people don't want something, like if they're unwilling to pay for it, doesn't that mean, mean the majority doesn't want it? Ooh. So why why would you why would you want to enforce something that the minority wants on a majority in a democracy? Well. Okay, here's the deal, though. Like, I'm sure the majority of people would say, like, I don't care about space exploration. Um, but I'm kind of happy it's happening. You know what I mean? Um, but I understand your point. You know, if you talk about majority, minority, um, I get it. But what if, what if, let's say, they actually want that infrastructure, but they can't get, you know, they can't seem to agree on something that may be just like bad blood or something else? Um, there's so many nuances that can occur. No, well, I get um, that. But that's like saying, like, I want a pony. Like the guy who, who was the guy, the libertarian candidate who said everybody gets a pony? You guys know what I'm talking about? I don't know. I oh, well, he, was a, he, was, he was a joke. He, was, he made a joke campaign. He wore a boot on his head. Vermin Supreme. Look up Vermin yeah, Supreme. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> his whole oh, campaign. I've heard everybody, of everybody gets a pony. So, like, if I want a pony, why should you not fund my pony? Arno. That's another example of what the government fucked up. Because back in the day, we used to do this shit already. Community-driven things. Oh, look how beautiful this town is. Look at this community. Oh, it's so nice. You go to another like, community. Well, like, Fabio, oh, I'm like, like, I'm cool with taxation. Like, taxation, to a degree, is okay. Right, like as long as people are voting for the elected officials, and we get taxed, and our tax money is pulled out and used for whatever we all vote on, that's the lesser of two evils when it comes to fabricating money. And you're talking about public goods, essentially stealing money from poor people to fund the things that rich people want. Yeah, that's now what they you're doing with inflation. They take it with no permission, but in this system that we're talking about here, it's like they would have to ask permission. Oh, please, uh, we need ten dollars from everyone. Please take it. Right. Or they might, yeah. or like Arno said, you might have to incentivize them. Like we'll do a bond, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We'll pay eight percentage. We have to compete on an open market with fair money and pay interest. But their other option is, well, we'll just we'll just inflate the money, which penalizes the poorest people the most and well, this is, fund this the is... thing that, that helps businesses. It helps Amazon. If we got a three-lane highway, that helps Amazon and all these freight companies and everybody else. It doesn't help the poor people who are actually paying for it, and they're not even voting for it. Like, it's so, so jacked up. It's a scam. Go ahead. It's a scam. We'll get there one. I know. Go ahead. Arno. In effect, though, we agree. We do need some sort of governing and I think we also agree that it is the point where it's right now it's blown out of proportion. Right now, it's like 
we're looking at a product of like a lot of fuckery. <laughs> so yeah. what I'm saying is we have a problem with the 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 way things are in terms of you know governing not so much the principle of governing um and i get that i completely agree that things have gone way out of proportion and the whole like rich people and lobbying and all that stuff happening and yeah gotta wait every four years but um i think you're being very fair i think you're right and you're being very fair about it like there needs to be like we're we're at a point where it's gotten ridiculous and and, oh yeah, oh yeah, and, and that, that's and that's not a new thing either. That's been for decades like that. Sorry, it's definitely worse oh. today than it was ten than pre. Like I almost think George Bush, the second George Bush, was the first. After that, after nine eleven, the wheels oh. have gone off the rails. Even before nine eleven, yeah, I think. But okay, I'm sorry, but like when you put the oil people as presidents. We got addicted to oil. Let's be real. <laughs> That's what happened. Um, but check this out. Um, damn it! I forgot. God damn it! I had some good point I wanted to make, but uh, it flew out of my mind. But then there's something else I want to say. So when we were talking about taxes and why Rage would pay taxes, honestly, I think for I totally get him, and I I would do the same. Um, it's so you can not have to worry about it. So you can just no. I get it. I get it. I guess I just look at it. We're in this decentralized network. I'm not a fan of of. <laughs> I I know you're not. I know. You're yeah. Not. I guess it's like I said. It's something I have to almost like. There's certain things within me that like I get triggered, and I'm like, oh, what are you doing? Why you know? Why aren't you all absolute 100 percent where I am today? And uh, I mean, I pay my taxes. It's not like I don't, but. There's just something principally offset about I'm supporting this decentralized autonomous network outside of the scope of government, and then I'm going to actually voluntarily report back to this government. Like, they can't see those coins that you mine, by the way. They don't exist anywhere but in your wallet. (laughs) Yeah, but every wallet is going to be eventually kyc especially if it touches another kyc wallet so i mean would you want to be operable if you're building a system around another system and you don't want the other system to have to be taken down you have to be you have to have some type of interoperability right so you have to have on ramps and off ramps um but i i think what's underutilized is obfuscation and anonymity and I like those things, and it seems like a lot of people in the space find those things to be like unnecessary or not that important. I, I think mainly because we haven't come to crunch time yet, and when it gets to crunch time, you're going to wish you had those things and that you were used to them, use them all the time. But um, as far as taxation goes, uh, I see cryptocurrencies as governments that charge the exact right amount for tax. Like, how... How more perfect can you get than the system takes the fee from you exactly the right amount that gets your transaction through? Imagine if a government could price public goods. And that's I think that's the brilliance of Vitalik. If you listen to Vitalik Buterin and why he created Ethereum and smart contracts, he wants to price public goods, which is basically like how do you price air? 
how do you price, you know, how much it actually costs to build a bridge, not just finding a cheapest contractor and then taxing everyone out the ass and then trying to, you know, get bureaucracy to funnel the money the right way and losing all of it. How do you actually find a price to get the thing done? And I think we're starting to see the beginning of that. So government is really just set up to organize people so that life gets easier. And they've done a pretty bad job because it's run on in brain space. But now we have a way to run it in algorithm space, in math space, on a blockchain, and have it proven out. And I think that is, like, once we realize that that tax is actually growing that form of government, we don't care that we're paying both because one is bleeding into the other, right? So, Litecoin fixes this all well, I, I don't see one chain as, as Bitcoin or Litecoin or Ethereum. Like, it's all Bitcoin to me, especially if it's decentralized. It has some type of proof of work or um, I would say cryptographically secure way to decentralize the chain. It's all Bitcoin to me. It's all Satoshi's vision. And, and I know that sounds cliche because there's a coin called Bitcoin Satoshi's vision, but a Bitcoin Diamond is just as much Bitcoin to me as the original Bitcoin, as long as it uses the same principles. And all the infighting between the different parties and what we should do and what we should call it, like all that stuff doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is, is the new government becoming built on top of this technology? And I think slowly it is, but it's just so um, frustrating, I guess, sometimes to see people arguing with each other over subjects that don't matter, like, price and memes and nfts and all this stuff like a wallet is an nft okay a public address is an nft it's been around since the beginning you can generate nfts and make new addresses all day long whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, actually i saw a bitcoiner say this so. oh bitcoin is the original nft hey who said that's like, a problem this is everything non-fungible is a bad problem fungible tokens is what we want not not buying like, I don't right. Want, you I want, want fungible tokens, but non-fungible addresses that people can identify, which is why public addresses are throwaway. NFTs are throwaway. Fair enough. Yeah. Said, like, coin fixes everything. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Just what what Daniel was saying. <laughs> we can't hear you, muddy. Um, yeah, yeah. So just so you're coming, no, we're not joint, buddy. Um, in respect to like, you know, how I can want to pay tax or not want to pay tax, but how it can converge th- those two ideas. And and in that sense, for me, it's like the, you know, I'm I'm creating and helping support this network in which the government can't. For me, and I can still, you know, participate in the government, but also have this thing that sure maybe they can tax me on um but they can't directly manipulate you know the amounts um or how it changes or the fees on it you know that's that's a decentralized democratic thing that that just all on me and the other players involved no, that's so. fair and, and I'm, I'm i mean like like i said it's like i get sensitive to it and i feel like uh yeah i just wanted to explain like you were asking, you know, like, oh, how how can I myself? So that's I'm, that's just my my point of view. Because I've always felt that way. Like, you're not going to infiltrate a system; you infiltrate it from the inside. Not yes, from the I, I I agree with that. As far um, as like, 
control and changing the government. It gives you it's a, a choice, pass, though. It's a process right? resistance. Yeah, it's all voluntary. It's all voluntary. It gives you a choice, though. So you can draw a line of how much tax, at what point are you going to rebel? How much tax from the government is too much tax? Is it 30%? Is it 40%? Is it 50%? And at that point, you can exercise the right to opt out of that system. Before, we didn't have a way to opt out of that system. So, yes, it may be uncomfortable to talk about, but you know, at, we're playing both sides because it hasn't reached that line. And if it does reach that line, I'm pretty sure that people will start to opt out, right? What's that line for you guys? I agree. Arno. I agree. Hey, Arno, by the way. Hey. You're raising your hand. Go ahead, go ahead and just speak up. We're good. Mm. Um, I hope it's not a problem that I I, I, I really don't like um, interrupting people or speaking over somebody. So, uh, I'll, you know, I'll try to avoid that still. But. The thought I wanted to, um, you know, manifest is that, and kind of, it, it reinforces Reg's spot. I think in life, a lot of times, it's all about finding a balance. I think hybrid systems can, if designed properly, can bring the best of both worlds. Um, I always believe that, you know, the truth is kind of always somewhere in the middle. I do think that it's good. It's great to have decentralization in a lot of aspects, but in certain aspects, I think it's good to have certain level of centralization. So, for instance, like, yeah, it's true. I don't want people in, you know, Washington to be deciding what bridge I built where. But um, when it comes to like, let's say, foreign politics um, and stuff like that, it's good to have a government that. I mean, I would wish that the government operated maybe on a different, you know, value system and, you know, better. But I would say, you know, I, I don't know how I would make a decision about, like, you know, uh, international affairs and stuff like that. I'm not even all that knowledgeable. So I do think that there's levels of, like, where you can hybridize things and make them work. And, you know, I don't know how to explain, just... But doesn't that go away? Don't other countries go away? This is about dissolving borders, right? So you don't need that form of political boundary between you and other places on Earth. It's, it's like having a uniform language. Having uniform money kind of puts everyone in the same culture, right? Because it's decentralized. It's anywhere in the world. You can accept it, and you know – they're, like you don't need soldiers protecting it, right? It has an army of miners all over the world protecting it, and no amount of soldiers or bombs can change what's about to happen when someone sends money to your wallet. So I think you're still thinking in a term of little pyramids everywhere all over the world, and they all have their structure with a guy at the top and bureaucracy underneath. And I, th I think when you fix the money this way, it's those type of things start to melt back down to, to flat. And suddenly there is no, you know, states or United States or European Union or Russia or China. It's all just the world at that point.